اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم شہر رمضان الزی انزل فیح القرآن حدل الناس و بینات من الہدا والفرقان فمن شہید من کم الشہر فل یسم ہو ومن کانا مریدن اولا سفر فعدت من ایام نخر یرید اللہ بکم الیسر ولا یرید بکم العسر ولی تکمیر العدت ولی تکبیر اللہ علامہ ہداکم ولا اللہ تشکرون The month of Ramadan is that in which the Qur'an was sent down as a guidance for mankind with clear proofs of guidance and discrimination. Therefore, whosoever of you is present at home in this month, let him fast therein. But whoso is sick or is on a journey, shall fast the same number of other days. Allah Almighty desires to give you facility and He desires not hardship for you, and that you may complete the number, and that you may exalt Allah for His having guided you, and that you may be grateful. Now, this verse is relevant for the subject of the date for which Eid is decided, the date for which Ramadan is decided. And since every year or so this is a discussion that arises, so it's good to go over how it is that the date and the starting date of Ramadan is decided and the date of Eid is decided. Because there is difference of opinion between Muslims, between non-Ahmadi Muslims, between uh, non-Ahmadi Muslims and Ahmadi Muslims, And so the question is that what is the correct methodology of determining the day of Eid? What is the incorrect methodology? What is a methodology that is according to science? And what is one that contradicts the principles, the scientific principles that are generally used? And also, what is a methodology that contradicts the Qur'an and Hadith, and which is the one that is more in line with Qur'an and Hadith? So firstly, in commentary of this verse and of the, of the words, من شہید من کم الشہر فل یسم ہو حضرت خلیفۃ المسیح رابع رحم اللہ ایکسپلینڈ دیٹ ان دیز ورڈز ان فمن شہید من کم من کم الشہر فل یسم ہو دا ورڈز شہید شہر این مین دیٹ ہو ایور سیز دا مون آف رمضان رائز ہو ایور وٹنس از رمضان میننگ دیٹ ہو ایور دا مون آف رمضان رائزز دین ہی شڈ فاسٹ Zur explained, now the moon of the month of Ramazan in reality does not rise on everyone at the same time. Discussions are generally arising as to why we do not adopt a way in which all Muslims should observe fasting simultaneously. In this way, the whole problem can be done away with as to some people's Ramazan beginning on one day and another people's Ramazan beginning on another day. However, Huzur said, the Qur'an does not do away with this. The Holy Qur'an leaves this subject open. Allah Ta'ala says, so whoever cites the month, let him fast, as has been quoted from this verse. It is possible that people living in the same country and the horizons of that country are different. If a person has found the time of, which is described in this verse, if a person has found the time of whoever cites the month and let him fast, then it is obligatory on him to observe fasting. The one who has not found it, he has not done shahida, he has not witnessed it, it is not obligatory on him. In fact, it is not appropriate for him to fast. He will have to wait until this verse applies to him. So Huzur explains that thus Ramazan neither starts on exactly the same date in every place, nor can it. When we look at different countries, then it is impossible anyways, because when the moon of Ramazan rises, at that time, in some places it is nighttime, in some places it is morning, in some places it is the afternoon. Then how is it possible that Allah Almighty gives commandments that contradict the system He has created? That is why the subject of chapter 2, verse 185, so whoever cites, that man shahida min kumu shahra, 
has great importance. It is not at all the purpose of God that all people start and end fasting together. This is not at all the purpose. That Eid be celebrated throughout the world on the same day, or that Eid be celebrated throughout the country on the same day if it is a large country. As we said that in small countries it is possible, but some large countries are such that extend from the north far into a part of the south. Their horizons change, or they are very vast from east to west. As we said, now look at Chile. From the top it begins nearly from the middle of America, and in the south it goes to a point beyond which there is no country that is closer to the South Pole. Azur gave the example of Russia. It is so vast that there are differences of, of three hours, rather even more. The width of America is so vast that a similar distance exists there. Thus, how can it be said that in one country Ramazan can start at the same time, or that in one country the day of Eid can rise on one day? So Huzur said that the choice of words in the Holy Quran are filled with wisdom, and they themselves clar clarify the subject. Now, when Huzur explained the way in which the lunar day begin and end, and the way in which the Quran has said that we should calculate it, this is consistent with the way we calculate solar days as well. Now, if there are some certain Muslims, and there are many Muslims, who say that we should just have a global lunar day, which means that if the moon is sighted somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, therefore it should be observed that that is a lunar day for the entire world. If the moon is sighted someplace on the west coast of the United States, wherever it rises from, if the moon is sighted with the naked eye or with a telescope anywhere, then that means that that day and that date should change for the entire world. Now, if there are Muslims who want to adhere to this policy, then they should be consistent in their policy. They should apply that to the solar day. It means that when the sun rises in Japan, then the date should change in Los Angeles, it should change in Hawaii. But why is it that the date changes first in one country and then it changes in another country? Why is it that it is already tomorrow in Europe? The date has already changed in most of the world, but here in the United States, we're still on June the 3rd. It's because the solar day does not rise simultaneously for the entire world. This is a common sense principle. It's not something that in a secular world we adhere to. So then why is it that it's something that contradicts common sense in our secular application is something that then we change the rules for when it comes to lunar application. So we see that anytime there is a New Year's, then first New Year's happens in the most eastern parts of the world and then gradually over a period of 24 hours that those New Year's celebrations move across the entire world. A person could say that the date could change at sunrise rather than midnight. It could change at sunset rather than midnight. And they may have a valid argument. That's a social construct. We chose midnight to be the point where the date changes. But what is not a social construct is that whatever point that we choose, then as the time zone changes, the date changes gradually. So a person could say that we want to change the social construct, and so now the date shouldn't change at midnight, it should change at sunrise. But even if they change that social construct, you can't make the date change at sunrise in Japan, and then at the same time the date changes at sunrise in the UK and sunrise in the United States. The sunrise is still going to be different. So when the principle of a solar calendar is based on the date changing with the rising of the sun, or with the solar rotation, then in principle that same thing applies to the moon as well. Of course, the lunar days, although in principle they are same, but there are some differences. But we can't change that principle. So this whole idea that if the lunar day has changed in one part of the world, therefore the date should change in the entire rest of the world. It is a respectable position if that person is consistent in his logic. 
but it is not a respectable position worthy of serious consideration and even worthy of respecting as a position if the person doesn't respect himself who is adopting it. If the person himself contradicts himself when he uses his common sense to calculate when the solar date should change. But then for lunar dates, when it comes to a religious question, then he changes his whole position on, on what logic it should be approached with. So here Hazur explains that the Holy Quran has given a common sense principle that applies to the solar date and the lunar date as well. And Allah Ta'ala has said, and the words of the Holy Quran are that فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَسُمْهُ That whoever witnesses, whoever sees that month, then he should fast on it. <clears throat> and now uh, the question, another secondary question that can arise, so that's, that's the point in principle. Now there are some questions that arise as secondary questions after this. That what about if two places do not share the same horizon, then what should be done in that situation? As we see here in the United States, for example, you know, California and Washington, D.C., they're almost, they're what, three hours time zones apart. And the horizon is different as well, in that one place could see the moon rising and it could be completely invisible in the other place. So what should be done in that situation? There we find precedent in the Ahadith in Sahih Muslim, it is narrated that uh, one Sahabi narrates that it was there in Syria that the month of Ramadan commenced. And I saw the moon of Ramadan on Friday. I then came back to Medina at the end of the month and Hazrat Abdullah bin Abbas asked me about the new moon of Ramazan and said that when did you see it? I said that we saw it on the night of Friday. He said that did you see it yourself? I said yes. And the people also saw it and they fasted and Muawiyah also fasted. Whereupon he said, but we saw it on Saturday night. So we will continue to fast till we complete 30 fasts or we see the new moon of Shawwal. He says that I said that is the sighting of the moon by Muawiyah not valid for you? So here the question was that what if Markaz says that they have seen the moon, then doesn't that apply to you also? So then Hazrat Ibn Abbas said that no, this is how the Messenger of Allah Almighty has commanded us. So this principle that is mentioned in Hadith is something that applies here in the United States as well. If headquarters, if Washington DC gives a date, that this is the date of Eid, but then the moon is sighted, let's say in Los Angeles, then the same principle of hadith, this, this hadith applies. We won't say that since the moon has been sighted in Los Angeles, but since headquarters says that Eid can't be tonight, therefore we're just going to keep fasting tomorrow. No. The, the people who sighted the moon, they must observe Eid the next day if they have sighted the moon with their eyes, with their naked eyes. So here what is mentioned is that even though the Amir in his headquarters had said that this is when Ramazan has started, but since he was on a different horizon from the people of Mecca and Medina, so they observed according to their own observations. So this is what applied at that time, this is what applies in this day and age as well. That even within the same country, within the United States, the headquarters has said that if the moon is sighted on the west coast or on the south, you know, maybe in Houston or wherever it is, then the rest of the country will do Eid on the following day and those places that have sighted it, which are just on the edge of the horizon, they will do Eid on the, on the day that they see it themselves. So if two places have different horizons, then they observe Eid and Ramazan according to where they cite it, if, there is, if they happen to be right on the edge and there is a possibility of a discrepancy of dates. This happens very rarely, but it is possible. Now, um, if two places share the same horizon, then the testimony of people on that same horizon can count for a city that is um, for, for a different place on the same horizon. It's narrated in Abu Dawood that people differed amongst themselves on the last day of Ramazan about the appearance of the moon of Shawwal. Then two Bedouins came 
and witness before the Prophet ﷺ swearing by Allah that they had sighted the moon the previous evening. So the Messenger of Allah commanded the people to break the fast and that they should proceed to the place of prayer of Eve. So here we find in this narration that there were Bedouins who out in the desert had seen the moon on the previous night and the people of Medina had not seen it. But since they were on the same horizon, because they were, they, they were in close proximity, they were not so far away that their horizon had changed. So based on their authentic testimony, since they were reliable people, the Prophet ﷺ commanded that on that day, whoever had started their fast, they should break it, and that same morning they would observe the Eid prayers. <clears throat> Hazrat Khalifat al-Masih al also explained how the testimony on moon sighting applies to everyone on that horizon. So here, man shahida minkum ushahra doesn't mean that some random person sees the month of Ramadan. The Holy Quran and Ahadith have established a principle of testimony that it must be two people and it must be two reliable people. Two people who are reliable and trustworthy people. Hazur said that Suha, whoever cites the month, let him fast. Chapter 2, verse 185. One does not fast just based on uh, just on what others are doing or on rumors. Here the word man, which means who, does not refer to only an individual person. Rather it refers to that nation that has one horizon. The Holy Prophet ﷺ established the approach that if most of the people in one horizon are unable to see the moon because of poor weather, then if some reliable people stand and give testimony that they saw the moon, then Ramadan will begin for everyone if their horizon is the same then Eid will happen for everyone if their horizon is the same. Huzur said that this is in reference to those people who have the same horizon, on whom the moon always rises together, and whenever it rises, it rises on everyone together, and when it sets, it sets on everyone together. Those people who share the same horizon, if any of them see the moon, then the command of the whole nation seeing it will apply to them, as if the whole nation has seen the moon. As an example of this, Huzur said that England has one horizon apparently, whether in the north or the south. There are no two horizons to my knowledge. But Huzur said that in America, taking different areas into consideration, sometimes two horizons are created, but usually it is one. Sometimes its horizon aligns with Arabia. The other behavior or the moon is completely different from the daily routine of the sun. There is a, there is a certainty in the rising of the sun and there is a certainty in the setting of the sun. Huzur explained that in the moon, there are probabilities and possibilities. Thus, the command of man shahida, whoever cites, is according to these changes of possibilities and probabilities. So here in this quotation, Huzur explained the principle of how there can be multiple horizons within the same country, and also at times when countries are small, then there is always only one horizon within that country. Now, explaining a point on how calculations are used to determine whether the moon will be visible or with the naked eye, this is also a point of some confusion. Some people think that we rely entirely on technology. Um, you know, that we decide everything based only on uh, you know, telescopes or technology. That's something that's misleading. Our methodology is based on ahadith. And the ahadith have mentioned the seeing of the moon with the naked eye. We only use technology to facilitate what has been described in ahadith. So when the hadith has said that you start your fasting and you end your fasting based on the visibility of the moon based on the naked eye, then we use technology only to determine if the moon will be visible with the naked eye or not. And so if with science, with technology, we can determine that it is impossible that the moon will be visible to the naked eye in this area, 
then we don't bother looking for it. If somebody wants to look for it, they can go out and spend all night standing out there and looking at the sky. They're free to do so. Nobody will stop them. But we use technology to determine that we know that it is impossible. And if with technology we know that it will be visible with the naked eye, then we consider that to be um, a reliable date with which we set our Eid. And on, the, on that day, the moon, the, the moon is seen across the horizon. If it's not seen in one place because of bad weather, it's seen somewhere else on that horizon where the weather is better. In that area in between, there the people need to go outside and see if they can find the moon. Because the area in between where there is ambiguity, where calculations cannot tell us with absolute certainty, because as Azur mentioned, there are possibilities and probabilities in that small gray area in between. There, it is necessary for people to go out and see if they can find the moon. And if they can, then they would um, break, the, they, they would uh, end their Ramazan and they would um, uh, do Eid the following day. Explained that the meaning of Shahida is one who becomes a witness, who sees or who finds. Scientists can even tell you with certainty that, for example, if the moon is to remain for 20 minutes after the sun sets, then for the first 15 minutes the moon will not be visible, but for the last five minutes it can be seen. Or they can tell you that the horizon of the moon rises a certain extent above the horizon of the earth from which we observe it. Then we can certainly see the moon. If there are clouds, then it is a separate issue. But if there are no clouds and it can be seen with the naked eye, then the command of man shahida becomes applicable because shahida, whoever sights, does not require all people to witness it. Only some have to be able to sight it. However, this possibility of sighting is according to the human capacity of seeing with the naked eye. If that is the case, then the verdict will apply equally to the entire nation, the people on that horizon. Those people who have the same horizon can scientifically determine and make their decision ahead of time. So Huzur explained that thus the testimony of the calendars that are published by Jamaat Ahmadiyyah are conclusive because we never accept testimony from places where it is impossible to see the moon with the naked eye, where it is certain that if the weather is clear, then the moon will certainly be visible, there it is accepted. The Holy Prophet ﷺ himself taught the use of calculations as well. Now, the way that we use a combination of sighting of the moon and calculations is something that existed in principle in the time of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. It is narrated in Sahih Muslim. There's that Ibn Umar one who reported that Allah's Messenger ﷺ made mention of Ramazan and he, with the gesture of his hand, said that the month is thus and thus and thus and he withdrew his thumb at the third time, meaning that it is 29 days. He then said that fast when you see it, as in you see the moon, and break your fast when you see it, as in when you see the moon. And if the weather is cloudy, calculate it as 30 days. So if a person is unable to see the moon, if the moon is not sighted, then a person should assume and they should calculate that the month of Ramadan is then 30 days. So in this hadith, the method of calculation and the method of actual moon sighting is combined. And neither has been ignored. Both of them are used together. So this is the way that we also use it. That for areas where the moon is calculated to be easily visible, then we rely on calculation. However, despite calculations, there is always an edge of the horizon of the moon where there is ambiguity and there is a possibility of visibility with the naked eye. The last quote I'll share is one of Huzur, the Ayyadawallah bin Asr al-Aziz, al-Khamis, where he explained that um, to solely depend on the moon sighting committee's calculations that the crescent will be for the 29th or 30th day is incorrect. We should rely on actual moon sighting in addition. 
Moreover, Hazur mentioned that the Promised Messiah said that we should not solely follow calculations or hypotheses because mistakes can occur. It is a clear matter that one should not entirely rely on science but should also follow the moon sighting. It is important to see the crescent. If one tries and does not see, then one can rely on calculations. One should also be mindful that the period of fasting should not exceed 30 days. The Promised Messiah says that actual sighting has superiority over calculations. Hazur then said that sometimes children raise questions as to why we start our Ramadan or celebrate Eid on different days to other Muslims. Hazur said that there is no such commandment. We do not do so on purpose and it is not necessary always that it be on different days. There have been times when we have celebrated it on the same day, for example, in, uh, and, and other times where we have celebrated it on different days. Hazur said in Pakistan and other Muslim-majority countries where the moon sighting committees announced the sighting of the moon and there have been witnesses in such countries, we Ahmadi Muslims also start and finish Ramadan and celebrate Eid accordingly. In Western nations, as we said, though there is no particular committee for nor a formal announcement by the government, hence we depend on the crescent sighting. If our calculation seems incorrect and the moon is sighted earlier, we can start Ramadan sooner if we have righteous witnesses. But merely saying that we should start fasting with non-Ahmadis without the sighting of the crescent is incorrect. So this is an overview of the subject and the standard of moon sighting used by the Jamaat and Jamaat Ahmadiyya is according to the visibility of the moon with the naked eye as was done by the Holy Prophet And the method of sighting is done by a combination of calculation and actual moon sightings. If um, the moon is calculated to be visible and there is no doubt about it, then we set our dates accordingly. And if there is ambiguity, then of course we also have room and flexibility within our calculations that if within that ambiguity that someone sees the moon or reliable people see the moon within a certain area on the edge of a certain horizon, then it will certainly be respected and Ramadan and Eid will be observed accordingly. So with these points, we'll end today's daris and if anyone has a question, then we can address it. <laughs>